Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford Issues powered by Middle Tennessee Electric. Hey, don't miss the lighting of the Christmas tree at the historic Murfreesboro Square in front of the local courthouse. Sponsored by Middle Tennessee Electric, the annual tradition will be held on Friday, December 1st at 5.30 p.m. So you have a family-friendly event that ushers in the holiday season. Sponsored by MTE, December 1st, 5.30 p.m. State Representative Mike Sparks joins us here this morning. Unprepared and disheveled, it looks like. Good morning. Hey, tell the listeners what you said about me bringing that cup of that little coffee just now. Oh, you usually bring me uh, the free coffee that you get at McDonald's, <laughs> and this morning you brought me, uh, you said you bought like a case of these things. Yeah, it's um, called what? Black Rifle or? Uh, Black Stack Espresso with Cream, and you yeah. said you bought a bunch of them. A bunch of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, you you brought one. It's, it's iced coffee, you yeah. said. And... Um, how did you put it you said uh, no you remarked they must not be good if you're giving them out well i I mean yeah you said you bought a bunch of them and yeah i mean you wouldn't be giving them away trying to be kind i did that with some pickles the other day and somebody said the same thing bread and butter pickles did they say the same thing yeah they're like what's up man what's wrong with these pickles (laughs) you know i'm like hey they're good you know they're bread and butter pickles you know anyways they were a really good buy okay well let me just ask it this way did you like this coffee? You know, I, I don't because to me they're they're too expensive. Uh, okay, well I know the answer now. <laughs> I got <laughs> twelve. I got twelve for six dollars at uh, Bargain Hut the other day last night. So I mean, I, you know, fifty cents isn't too bad. Okay, well that answers a lot of questions. They're pretty good though. Number one, they're quote pretty good. Yeah. Number two, they came from Bargain Hunt. <laughs> they were a bargain. Let's see. You don't shop at Bargain Hunt. The best buy date is November twelfth of twenty twenty two, so they're out of date. No, I'm just kidding. Is it? No, what is it? I never even looked at the date. You know, just kidding. Uh, yeah, hey, you don't go to Bargain Hunt, man. They they uh, did some good deals. I went in there to buy some cereal yesterday. I don't. I'm not a shopper. Do you like to shop? I don't like to shop. I like to get buys and save some money. Yeah, because you know the grocery sales tax exemption expired on Halloween night, so you know I tried to stock up a little bit. In fact, I had a, a county commissioner call me, Michael Rather. I thought it was very commendable. And he was like, Mike, why don't y'all extend the grocery sales tax and make it permanent? I'm like, man, it's it sounds great, but it's a huge it's a huge fiscal uh, note on it. I forgot how many millions of dollars, you know. I was telling him I had a bill, and I may run it again. Cut, it would cut taxes off of uh, fresh fruit and vegetables, which I think would encourage local local farmers and, you know, farmers market areas like that. But that had a big fiscal note as well. You, know? you you bring that up, and let me ask you this question, mm-hmm. because it, it came up on one of our shows. <clears throat> Someone mentioned this, and I won't say who it is because you know this person, but yep. they said, you know, there was a lot made about the sales tax exemption, but what you saw was that some of the grocery stores, their prices went up. Yeah. And so it's like you didn't really see – that there was much help from it. I'd put it on Facebook and, and people were commenting like, you mean I've been paying this much even with the sales tax cut? Yeah. You know, and they were serious, you know. Well, I mean, this this person was too. It's like it, you you immediately saw a hike in, in prices. Yeah. I mean, 
I don't know if they if it was a coincidence or if prices were just going up that much or what. But I think it's called Joe Biden inflation. Hmm. You know, or I mean, it is Bidenomics. We've Bidenomics, heard that word. Yeah, I mean it. You know, supply chain, all that stuff. It, it all it all uh, correlates back to it. But um, but it does have a you know big fiscal note if you did try to make that permanent. You know, well, um, I guess this is the the time of the year that really we start thinking about the session really getting started once again i mean yeah. once we get to the start of 2024 yeah you'll be ready to go once once again here yeah well i appreciate you know scott covering the the safe storage of firearms act that was the bill i've carried for three years in a row um now we're making it permanent so it went in effect yesterday morning so you know we're seeing a rise of stolen um guns i mean just just the other day in smyrna an officer's car was broke into and they had um stole some um uh, i believe it was a, a rifle or two and bulletproof vest and um nashville had another incident i think two months ago so it's um it's a huge issue so it's a it's an incentive you know the uh incentive to invest in uh safe storage of firearms which is um you know cutting tax off gun safes and gun safety devices but to make it permanent, it had a big fiscal note. That's why we ran it temporary for two years. And then this year, you know, I went the Senate, to be honest with you, dropped dropped the ball. They just I don't know what they're thinking on the Senate side. And um it wasn't it wasn't Reeves or, or White, it was another sponsor, and they just dropped the ball. And um so I was able to go to the governor and ask him to make make this uh consider this during special session. I told him I said it's the best bill that, that you'd run up here. And uh I think it was and it passed, so uh, you know, we've got a rash of stolen guns. I mean, record amount of stolen guns on the street. Sadly, those those rifles that were stolen out of those uh, police cars are they're already in the hands of criminals right now. I mean, that's some that's some irony right there. You know? Yeah. Are you talking about the incident in Smyrna? Yeah, and Nashville. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the, I know that there was an incident in Smyrna where there was some police equipment that was stolen. I'm assuming that that could be a firearm. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's they never caught them. And I, I think yeah, were y'all one that reported that they, I think was it where I read it was was it y'all on your news site that that they haven't really released the identification of what they knew about the the car and those that were evading law enforcement the other day. I have not seen that yeah. information. No. I thought I'd, I'd read it on y'all's site, um, but it, sadly it's a, it's a huge issue, uh, you know. And you know, I often talk about God wink moments, strange coincidences. Um, yeah, I think I shared with you on the air maybe last year when Kyle Yorlett was the young musician, a 23-year-old musician that was killed point blank range in, in Nashville with stolen fire, you know, stolen handguns. And, um, and I seen where he was killed. And um, I never even thought of this legislation, but I just felt called to go to his funeral. I just went to his funeral. I've never been to anybody's funeral. I didn't know. I just, I think it was at Belmont, went to his funeral. And, um, sitting in the back of the um, back of the pew and um, and I said to myself Lord there's a reason I'm here at this guy's funeral you know it's just heartbreaking his family was naturally in mourning but here's what society really doesn't understand and I think sometimes my fellow lawmakers don't understand this when you see a murder like that not only is there all this grief and and sorrow to to, to the one that was killed but what they don't realize is the two young teenagers that 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 committed that crime, they're going to serve 25 years. It's a 15-year-old and a 16-year-old. And I don't think we really 
rationalize and, and realize that's $1.5 million that the taxpayers are going to fund to incarcerate those two juveniles. So my assessment with, with the governor was saying, you know, and I got to be careful saying that, but if that gun would have been locked up, maybe that young man would be alive today. Maybe those two kids wouldn't be serving 25 years in prison. Maybe the taxpayers of Tennessee wouldn't be having to dish out $1.5 million. But we got to reach these young people. And the, the, the things I hear from teachers, um, it's off the charts, some of the problems. State Representative Mike Sparks with us today. Um, as, as you've been talking, my thoughts kind of have been going to the uh, recent incident in uh, Laverne the past couple of weeks oh, you yeah. know, with uh, the uh, estranged son yes. of the Metro Nashville uh, yes. police chief, uh, John Drake Jr., who eventually um, took his own life but shot uh, two Laverne police officers. That yes. was just a very strange story, wasn't it? I mean, it really is, and you see that, and I don't know. My mind goes to what went wrong with that young man. What happened? Because I've got two sons, and they're totally different. You know, one's class president, and the other one, my, I shouldn't say wild child, but you know, he's he's kind of coming around. But they're two different because I had two, two, two brothers, totally different, you know. And I'm thinking, what happened? What happened with that family? And, you know, it's just what can we do to reach those young people to make them make better decisions? Think before they act. I, I was speaking at Juvenile Detention Facility in Nashville. A um, guy had invited me out there. And it was a high-secure facility. I mean, their fences were, they looked to me like they were 30 feet tall, barbed wire. The kids were very polite. They're about 15, 16, 17. I was kind of sharing with them some of my own stories. And, my, you know, my best friend growing up was the police chief's son. He ended up killing him, blowing, you know, taking his own life with his mom's retired police revolver. And, um, you know, it's like, what went wrong with that guy? He would often call me up. He'd, he'd be drinking or something, and he'd say, man, what? how did you get elected i mean it was kind of funny he'd say man what, a, what you were as wild as i was growing up he said what what happened like how did you do this i said man i put the lord in my life i just i took a different path you know i took a different path my mom sent me to castle heights military academy when i was in the eighth grade and he he left like he was there with me sally wall sent him there and he left i mean he walked somebody gave him a ride but you know what turned me around was i didn't want to hurt my mom I was thinking, man, if I got caught doing something wrong, it's going to break my mom's heart. But what was cool with these kids of the day, when I was talking uh, talking to this one, and you could tell he didn't want to be there, and I mentioned the game of chess to him. I was telling Rob Mitchell this. I mentioned, mentioned he, he perked up. He said, I know how to play chess. And they, all of a sudden he got interested. Well, they don't have a chess set, and I, I'm going to send them a chess uh, book and chess set um, later, later this week. But it was kind of neat. He got talking to this kid and be – before I left, he said, will you pray with me? And I thought, well, it's, I wasn't expecting this young man to say that. And he asked me, so are you going to come back? I'm like, yes, sir, I'll, I'll come back and see you. You know, But it's like, what, what can we do to reach those kids? Because the fiscal note that we need to invest in them, because if we don't, we're paying for it on the back end. Our prison budget, as you've heard me say, is $1.2 billion. It's increased $600 million since I was elected. And you know how many lobbyists have walked into the office and, and even tried to advocate zero. Zero. So, you know, there's a book of lobbyists. I think I've shared it with you, about 58 pages, five people per page. 
and zero lobbyists for those issues. I guess that's only going to continue to go up, I would think, as costs go up for everything else, right? You know, it, it is. It's just, I don't know. I was talking to Dr. Krauss on the way out, and I think a lot of him, he was, you know, he was one of my professors and great guy, got a great heart. And um, we're talking about the mental health problem. I told him about what happened with MTSU. He, he hadn't heard about it yet. And, um, you know, my, my professor at MTSU, I'm trying to get him to, to do a video and interact with the students about mental health and what we do to, like, what they do to de-escalate, decompress, you know, whether it's music or, you know, whatever. And um, ironically, I called Bill Ketron yesterday, who's with MTSU, and my professor hadn't heard back from the administration on on getting approval to do this video. So it's been like a month. And I told him, don't wait on the administration. Just do it. Just put the video together, and, and if they want to get on to you, let them get on to you. Because it's such a serious issue. So I called Bill, and he's like, okay, let me get with you know some folks and this and that. And he calls me back, and he says, Mike, there's a suicide on campus this morning. Talk about strange irony. And Alice Rowley, who run for mayor of Nashville, she happened to call me yesterday and was talking to me. And we were talking about the, a number to call, crisis number, and it's 988 um, So listeners remember that number 988 and um crisis line yeah uh, suicide crisis line i just thought it was so peculiar but you know i told the professor i said man if you wait on government don't wait on government just get it done do it because we'll you know go through all these processes so hopefully mcphee and ottman hear me on the radio or jimmy hart talking about this because we can't wait on committees and all this stuff just put it together because i said man that one it puts mtsu on the map this guy's like a celebrity uh, dr raj um with tiktok and facebook reels we got some smart students in that class but um but we're in an epidemic when it comes to mental health problems in this in this in this country not just this state well it it, it it's it's kind of a tough world to be growing up in right now and it I? is um you know, I was telling Dr. Krause, I said, but my father would have told me to get over it and move on. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a different generation. Do you think, it, you think it's social media? What do you think it is? I, I don't know. I, I, it, I know my dad would have said the same thing. You know, move on, suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> yeah. no. But it, 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 it is a tough time for sure. Yes. Mike, appreciate the time this morning. Thank you, Brian. And uh, we'll do it again soon. State Representative Mike Sparks joining us here. And uh, don't forget, check the podcast if you missed part of the show at WGNSRadio.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. And check us out on all of our socials. You can uh, check the video podcast there, YouTube, Facebook, and X, formerly known as Twitter. Twitter.